This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, what's good? Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. The month is winding down. A Power 5 assistant who actually told me the month of hell is winding down. It's It's been a very busy month. We've had official visits across the country. We've had commitments. We've had decommitments. We've had uh, a lot of things being scheduled, a lot of things being changed. And obviously, we all saw it coming because the dead period was lifted at the start of the month. And we've got one of the recruiting analysts at 24-7 Sports here on the podcast to break things down in his region. That would be Brian Doan. We were lucky enough to pull him away from the TV. I'm, I'm sure he's glued to it watching the Euros. Brian, how listen, are we doing? L- listen, uh, well, we're doing good. Uh, it, it's so busy that, yes, the Euros are on as we tape this. Denmark rushes at halftime. You know, Copa America is on also, so I'm watching that at night. But to be honest, Blair, I'm a little disappointed in the timing of everything. I wish they could have delayed Copa America and the Euros to July because there's so much flying on with recruiting and everything that sometimes I look up and the game's advanced another 20 minutes because, you know, I just made three more crystal ball picks, two other kids scheduled visits, and somebody else flipped their visit schedule. So it's a very hectic June, but I think we're all excited by it because let's be honest, we sat here for 15 months waiting for this to happen. So you just, you make a lot of coffee, you know, you drink a lot of soda with caffeine and sugar and we'll, we'll sleep again in July. It's been a blur. Uh, I, I want to say, and, and obviously our listeners have been following along. We, we have a daily show every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Then we have our normal Tuesday and Thursday episodes here on this podcast feed. And obviously there's been a lot of activity and, and you know, we wanted to get you on the podcast because one of the premier running backs in the country was able to hit the road this past weekend and looks like he might have a busy week of visits scheduled before the dead period is once again reinstated uh, for, for a few weeks uh, at the end of this month after this this weekend no more official visits will be allowed no more in-person contact until the end of july but this would be allowed as a key allowed as a key word there yeah well i mean don't (laughs) tell arizona state this would be nicholas singleton He's one of the top running backs in the country, just visited Notre Dame, and you made a crystal ball pick for the Fighting Irish. I did, and I know uh, Tom Loy and Steve Wolfong are on that as well. Um, You know, for a long time, I had Nicholas Singleton, who's one of the top running backs in the country, from Reading, Pennsylvania, a few hours from Penn State. I I had him crystal ball to Penn State, where he was last weekend, and and he goes to Notre Dame this weekend, and I hear the Irish absolutely knocked it out of the park with him, with not only the kind, you know, how they would use him in the offense, and he, he really got along well with the players in the program. But listen, I mean, you know with Notre Dame, it's a national brand, and he really enjoyed the academic aspect of what they had to say with the Irish. 
you know, the, the question was, well, could he make a decision before another visit? But he's supposed to visit Texas A&M on an official a Tuesday through Thursday. He scheduled that official. And then on Friday, he's going to Bama for an official visit. So there's a lot of... Uh, there's a lot of interesting things going on with Nicholas Singleton. I think right now Notre Dame is in a driver's seat to the, the team to beat, but but keep an eye on it still. I'm not ready to rule Penn State out yet or whether Bama or A&M can, can really make a push. Or, you know, he also visited Wisconsin. But, you know, at one point, a lot of people, and, and I didn't think this, but there was, a, there was a lot of people that thought he may wind up at Ohio State. And at one point, he even had an official visit scheduled to Ohio State. That has since, you know, he... he, he canceled it and, and wound up scheduling one to Bama instead. So there's some things that can still turn in this thing. And, uh, you know, where he's from in Pennsylvania, not only is it Penn State country, but they got three kids who are really good players. Bo Prabula, Anthony Ivey, and Makai Flowers are all committed to Penn State and, and kind of have a good relationship with him. So I, I don't think Penn State's out of it, but coming out of the Notre Dame visit, I, I really like where the Irish sit. Yeah, and, and it's interesting because Notre Dame has been one of the more active players across the country, and you understand that, right, with the Fighting Irish and the the 14 to 15 month layoff. Uh, I feel like Notre Dame would be one of those programs that was likely the most affected uh, when it comes to recruiting, especially in that part of the country. And, uh, and I know you've brought up Penn State before as well, being one of those schools that needs to thrive when they have visitors on campus. And when that doesn't happen, you don't really see the results that you would typically see from them from a recruiting standpoint but I, I do think that them making a huge push for Nicholas Singleton this past weekend is interesting in, in the fact that they have one of the more electric running backs in the country coming in this weekend at least that's what the schedule says and that would be Gavin Sachuk. he's a composite four-star a top 40 prospect nationally out of the state of Colorado a lot of, a lot of people have compared him to Christian McCaffrey in terms of his explosiveness and his playmaking ability but the Irish are lining up plenty of options and right now with the way they're recruiting it seems more like they are picking and choosing who they want instead of actually you know I guess trying to recruit a specific player they have a lot of options on the table and they're recruiting from a position of power yeah and and listen you have Notre Dame which is always in a conversation for the college football playoff and like I said it's one of the few national brands that are that are out there I mean there's a lot of places that claim to be national brands but you know Notre Dame is you know, just and as we get into the name, image, likeness stuff, I think you'll see even more of that. But the other thing is, I mean, I don't know if you've been to South Bend, Indiana, and Notre Dame campus, Blair, but I, I've been at different junctures of the calendar. I've been in February, I've been in October, and I've been in the summer. And you get kids on that campus in June. <laughs> I mean, listen, the campus is great even in February when it's 12 degrees out. But, I mean, you get them on campus in June, it's absolutely glorious. It, it is it is beautiful, and, and it really allows Notre Dame to, to shine in a way that we probably haven't seen a lot before because spring officials are new. Then we didn't have officials for a long time. So it, it really gives these kids a chance to see – all of the glory of Notre Dame and, and how beautiful it can be. And so for them, it, it fits right up to what, you know, 
they're trying to tell these kids and, and listen, all these kids love recruiting. They've waited a long time to make visits. And you take a kid like Singleton, who's going to make five visits in four weeks, they're going to be exhausted at the end of this thing. And I think they've always had the idea of getting something done in the summer. That's what a lot of the, the big prospects want to do if they're not committed already. And so I think they get through June and then you know, done with the visit. But, you know, Notre Dame has a lot to sell between the on-field success, you know, being on campus this time of year, the academics, you know, Brian Kelly's been there for a long time. So you have the stability there. It, it's all working together for them. And let's be honest, man, they've probably had a year to plan on how they wanted to do these visits and change some things up and really put on, you know, their best I don't want to say show, but really present themselves well when these kids are there and they're doing a great job with it. We are joined by Brian Doan. He's a national analyst at 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Brian Doan 247 Notre Dame wasn't the only school that hosted a, a huge weekend. We had USC, we had Texas, Oklahoma, a few others from across the country, and Alabama, obviously one of the premier recruiting powers and one of the, the, the elite of the elite also had a number of prospects from your neck of the woods, Brian, uh, Eni White, uh, the really good defensive end, I think from the Philadelphia area, correct? Yeah, Philadelphia. Um, Zach Rice, one of the premier offensive linemen, uh, denied Dennis Sutton. We're all in Tuscaloosa to check out the, the Crimson Tide. What can you tell Alabama fans or fans of other schools that might be interested in these recruits about what their time was down in, in Alabama? Well, I think the best way to start things off is to mention that we do not use the word, the term, these neck of the woods very often up here <laughs> in the Northeast. So, so, so to hear that, it kind of, you know. You've been nice to LA. To I, you've been to I've LA. Been, I, there I didn't woods get, out here? Yeah, there, there's a few, but you have to drive really far to get to them. <laughs> Um, but there are. We used to go hiking in some of them uh, up in the woods above Pasadena in the Rose Bowl. Uh, well, I but think for me, was the Angeles Angeles Forest, right? Right, right. <laughs> for but, me, when I think of your neck of the woods, I'm thinking beyond like the woods that I know out in we the, are the outskirts of the Sierra Madres. We are the Garden State here in New Jersey, and a lot of people seem to forget that when we have all the jokes about you know the industrial side of things. We are the garden state. But to get back on topic, Alabama, I think kids can just show up there and nobody talks to them and all they do is shake their hand and show them which way to look at all the trophies and the rings and blah, 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 all that stuff. That would be enough for a lot of kids. And whether it was Anai White, who's our number one edge rusher in the class, like he's number six in the 24-7 sports rankings out of Philadelphia, Emmett's have Denai Dennis Sutton, who is an outstanding defensive end, defensive lineman from Owens Mills McDonough School in Maryland, or Zach Rice, who's the offensive tackle from Liberty Christian down in Lynchburg, Virginia. When they go down there, now, A, this is a pro area, okay? So they're not used to how much people love – college sports to begin with but you know in talking to him about visits and you know, i spent a lot of time on the phone with an eye not only after the bama visit but after all of his visits it seems um whether it was a and m georgia florida whatever and he's got ohio state next he, he was just going on and on about the championship trophies and the culture there and so i, I think two things and this goes for all three of these kids we just talked about, whether it was Dennis Sutton, Rice, or Anai White. This is what stands out when they make the trip to Bama and what they talk about. They talk about the culture at Alabama and how it's always about get better, get better, and compete. 
and push and and not only play for I mean look if you look over the last decade or whatever the best college football program in the country there's no disputing that but you get to practice against those kids every day so there's that aspect of it and they're always amazed at how honest and I guess talkative maybe more of a conversationalist that Nick Saban is and when these kids sit in front of Nick Saban or walk around, like Anaya White was telling me a story that, you know, it wasn't just he met with Nick Saban at the end of the visit. He said he was talking to Saban throughout the whole visit and they spent a lot of time together. And it wasn't just football and it wasn't just, you know, here's what we do school wise. It was more just like the conversation you may have hanging out. So from that standpoint, you know, when you get Saban, the national titles, the number of kids they put in the NFL, because let, let's, let's remember now, we're talking about three players that, are easily top 100 and a couple of, you know, top 20 type players. Um, they're thinking, yeah, I want to develop, but their, their thought process is, well, I don't just want to go to the NFL. I want to be a first round draft pick. And so they see the history of BAM and all that stuff. And I mean, you can't really argue with it. And so they're, they're blown away. And, and I've said this a lot of times before, and I'll continue saying it until I'm really proven wrong. But when Bama comes up to this, as you would call it, Blair, neck of the woods <laughs> to recruit kids, they usually get who they want. You know, it's like, okay, we want you. Uh, and, and so it, the kid winds up at Bama. So I, I think it's really interesting. I, I, you know, right now I wouldn't put Bama, you know, going into the visits as a favorite for any of the three, but coming out of it, if all three or any of the three wound up there, it would make sense. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise you. I mean, and I think that's, that 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 applies to any neck of the woods, um, especially <laughs> when you're dealing when you're dealing with Alabama and, and and their ability to recruit and pull talent from any region uh, of the country. If you can compete there and they feel like you're going to help them, it's really hard to turn that away. So it obviously makes sense. And and like I said, they are one of the powers right now that is making use of the uh, lifting of the dead period and what is being described by by someone that I spoke to as the the month of hell but it hasn't been for us we've been uh busy as bees trying to track everything down all the vip scoop and all the latest info over at 24 7 sports i, I love that we have your neck of the woods and busy as bees man hey, I, this we're is nature, we're nature conscious here on this podcast <laughs> we are nature conscious we will take a, a quick break we'll be back with more from brian doan you're listening to the 24 7 sports football recruiting podcast Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Before we get back to Brian Doan, I want to remind you, later this week, Wednesday and Friday, we will have our normal five-minute morning daily episodes where we break down the latest news, we recap some official visits, we preview the weekend. Uh, on top of our normally scheduled Thursday episode, 
at the end of the month, we will reconvene and try to figure out what the next plan of attack will be for this podcast. In terms of the schedule, obviously the visits will die down. Everything will go back into a no contact dead period in terms of the face-to-face meeting. So stay tuned to this podcast and we will have more info hopefully by the end of the week. All right, Brian, we are back here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. And before we get back to recruiting, I know people tune into the show whenever you're on as a guest to get mm. your soccer opinion. Let's go. And I wanted to ask you, I wanted to ask you, we, we, before we get back to recruiting, how quickly it took you to put that Christian Pulisic photo of him <laughs> shushing the Denver crowd during the Wait a versus Mexico team. Uh, I, I want to know how long it took you from the moment you discovered the photo to setting it as your header on your Twitter account. Well, two things. He wasn't shushing the Denver crowd. He was shushing the L3 section of hey, the Denver crowd. And, and, but wasn't okay. that the Denver crowd? I mean, no, let's no, be no, real no, here. No, let's no, let's no, be real no. here, Brian. Anyway. The L3 fans invaded Denver. Anyway. Anyway. Anybody that knows me or knows anything about me knows it could not have been instantaneous because I can't tell you how long it took me (laughs) to figure out how to change that profile photo. Um, It's a shame my kids don't really do Twitter because they would have been able to help me and get it done a lot more quickly than I did. But listen, at the end of the day, I think anybody that's listened to me on this stuff knows how I feel about the the manager, Greg Berhalter. But I I give him credit, man. In twice in that game, they could have folded, and I thought it may be over, especially when it looked to be 2-0 in Mexico had that, you know, all of a sudden our version of VAR comes in and saves the U.S. But listen, man, they gutted it out and found out found a way to win. And at the end of the day, we can talk all about whether the U.S. plays pretty football or whatever. That's what the U.S. has always been when they've been successful, is they found out a way to gut out wins. And so I was thrilled about that. And my last two seconds on soccer or 20 is it's great. I'm thrilled. I can't wait for the gold cup. You better freaking start out the world cup qualifiers quickly come early fall or, you know, all this other stuff is meaningless. Yeah. They won't be able to come from behind. I feel like the continent as a whole has has improved. Obviously the U S is a little bit better, but it'll be interesting. And and obviously can't wait to discuss that further here with you on, on this podcast. Gunnar Givens, one of the top offensive linemen in the country, a top 24-7 prospect, one of the better players in the state of Virginia. And by the way, all seven predictions on the crystal ball are on in-state Virginia Tech. But he was on the road this past weekend, Brian. He took he took a, an official visit to Penn State. What can you tell us about the Nittany Lions' chances of possibly making a move there for Gunnar Givens? Yeah, I, I think... Um... I think it's going to be tough, to be honest with you. Coming out of it, I still feel like he's Virginia Tech. Uh, He lives less than an hour from campus. Family loves Virginia Tech. Mom really likes Virginia Tech and the idea of having him close. So as we do the buzzkill for the Penn State audience, you're welcome. But when you look at, you know, getting him up to Penn State was important, right? And so... He had wanted to get up there and hang out with Landon Tangwell, who in the crazy world of recruiting, Landon Tangwell was at Good Council High School in Olney, Maryland. Gunnar Givens is from kind of Southwest Virginia, was thinking of going to Good Council. And when he came up on his, I guess what you would call official visit to Good Council, Landon Tangwell hosted him. So they were able to reconnect and and speak there. And I'm told it gave Gunnar a lot to think about that Tangwell spoke about, you know, what he thinks Penn State offers, 
he bonded well with the players. He got along really well. He enjoyed the campus, just like, you know, where Gunner's from. Penn State's more rural. There were a lot of connections there. He likes the offensive line coach at Penn State a lot in Phil Troutwine. And I know they were able to do a lot of stuff in terms of talking about technique and, and how he can improve. Now, I still think, to me, there's a part of me that thinks that, that Gunnar Givens may want to try defense first in college. You know, that's he, he plays there in, in high school, defensive end. And, and I think there's a part that he wants to try there. And so I'm curious to see if Penn State can continue to build on what they started in this visit. Because one thing I've learned... Well, there's a lot of things I've learned every day, as my wife tells me. But um, one thing I've learned in this is just when you think you have a handle on who's going to do what, all of a sudden, some school makes some quick move and has a better chance to land a kid than, than you originally thought. So as we sit here now, I, I still think he's Virginia Tech's to, to lose or however you want to phrase it. But as we move forward, let's see if Penn State can kind of you know push through this and make a more of an impression to make him say, you know what, it, it's really not that bad going five hours up the road to Penn State instead. I, I'm just curious to watch how this develops. That was a mini Ethan Horvath there on Penn State fans when it comes to Gunnar Givens, I think, right? A, kind of a little clearance off the line, but, but yeah. the ball still in play. It, it is. And, and I think at the end of the day, I mean, you never rule out Penn State. And you also sit there and you say, hey, listen, and, and this isn't to say anything that's going to happen with Gunnar Givens, but this is the climate we're in now. And in talking to coaches, and it's part of the recruiting process. You may not get a kid now. You may not get a kid in this class, but that kid may be in the transfer portal in a year or two. And, you, and if you look at where a lot of those kids are going, they have relationships at schools. And so now it, it, that's also something that I don't know if you do, Blair, but that's something I always think about with recruiting now on kids and you say, hey, this kid's going to school. A, why is he even going to go visit B and C? Well, you know, these are things you got to think about now. Yeah, I think all of that kind of plays a role. And and when you think about certain connections and maybe certain relationships that have, that have been built prior, uh, that, that takes into account a lot of crystal ball predictions as well. And you've been putting in plenty this month, Brian. I, I lost count. I was trying to track how many you've put in in the month of June as we continue <laughs> to gather more and more info as, as recruits start hitting campuses and taking visits and meeting with coaches face-to-face for the first time in, in 14 months. But one that's really interesting, and, and you brought this up before we were hitting record here on this podcast, is when it comes to Wilfredo Abar, he's in an edge rusher uh, who you put in a, a crystal ball pick, I, I want to say it was last week to Ohio State, but he's a player who's reclassifying to the 21 class. So he's only got a, a short amount of time to decide before he has to head off to college. This is a really interesting one. Um, so it's Wilfredo Ibar from Cheshire Academy in Connecticut. He actually lives in Fallsmouth, Massachusetts. So, you know, he, he, he boards at Cheshire and he took an official visit to Boston College a Monday through Wednesday one last week, right? So, It started eight days ago. And so we have, so he goes there. Then he takes a weekend official to Ohio State. Goes great. All the buzz I'm hearing is he's going to wind up at Ohio State, look for him to make a decision in the coming days. He loves it. Nothing happens. Nothing comes out. Nothing comes up. Right? So then what happens? All of a sudden, there's word he's going to go out to USC on an official visit and Stanford. And the academics are huge. And now I'm hearing that Stanford is really in the mix for him. 
And the added interest, as you mentioned, is he's a 22 kid. Now, the undercurrent has been for six months that he's going to move into the 21 class. But now it's becoming more prevalent. And yes, it's actually going to happen. Does he need to decide soon? Ah, I mean, I, I think it's the same as pretty much everybody else. He's going to try to decide so he can get somewhere in mid or late July is the plan. So it's not like he has to sit there and go, hey, I got to be somewhere at this date. And the flip side is he could probably get to one of the schools in late June still. But yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting. I think, you know, as I sat here a week ago, I'm like, oh, yeah, this kid's going to Ohio State. I mean, no doubt. I mean, it's Ohio State. He's an edge rusher. It makes complete sense with their history. You know, every kid that comes in, of Wilfredo Ibar's size now is the next Chase Young for Ohio State, just like a Penn State to the next Jason Awe. And so it all makes sense. And then you start to hear all these rumors. He didn't commit. Going to visit Stanford, going to visit USC. So uh, this one is really interesting to to keep an eye on, to be honest. And and as we sit here now, I, I don't know where it's going to go. I, I should get some more intel on Monday night on it. But we'll see. We'll see. It's, it's, it makes it all worth tracking. And I, I know everybody's going to tune in to check out what he's doing. Yeah, and you're going to be able to follow all along with Brian Doan over on Twitter at BrianDoan247. Also, check out 247sports.com for all the latest in recruiting in terms of the, the, the prospects in your neck of the woods, Brian. My neck of I the mean, woods. It's, it's been it's been a busy month, and you've been knocking it out of the park. Over thirty over thirty crystal ball predictions through twenty days this month. Wow. So you've you've been doing uh, tremendous work, and, and obviously bringing a lot of VIP scoop over to the subscribers. Yeah, and there's going to be a, a fair number of crystal ball picks coming. I mean, I got I have three that when we're done with this, you know, taping this pot are going to come out. But I I just didn't know when you were cons- you know when you were saying you lost track or you couldn't count or whatever. Is that because you didn't know how to count beyond 25 or just didn't have the concentration? <laughs> you didn't have the concentration to? I, I, I wasn't sure what it was. No, I mean, I, there's just so much information over on the website. And, you know, I lose I lose I lose count of things when I'm when I'm trying to <laughs> numerate things. But uh, no, I really appreciate you hopping on the, the pod, Brian, as always, and, and can't wait to do it again. Hey, thanks, Blair. It's always, always fun. All right. That is Brian Doan. Like I said, you could follow him on Twitter at Brian Doan 247. He's a national recruiting analyst for 247sports.com. For Brian Doan, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for listening to the 247 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.